this is Shark Pants Free Radio. Gamers, get your ears on because we're blowing the speakers out. Grimdark Live. It is time for Grimdark Live. This show is for the nerds, the outcasts, the weirdos. And for short pants gamers? No, not you. Ah, crap. Get ready, all you grimdark goons, for dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf. Only right here on Grimdark Live. This is the fucking road! Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, you the webcast for all things Dice Dragons, Demons, and a Dwarf in the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and tonight we are talking Disciples of Zeech. We had a new book that just dropped this past uh, Saturday, got in everybody's sweaty palms, and now we uh, we got some two awesome guests that we're going to be talking about this awesome army. But before we get into all that, I want to thank every single one of you for uh, for joining us here tonight on Grimdark Live. Uh, I do appreciate uh, you guys being here with us, and please don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so, and let your friends know about us. Pass the show on to other folks who may be interested in this type of content, and help us grow, please. Uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. And also, in tonight's conversation, we're going to be uh, we're going to be talking about armies and their respective lists. So, uh, if you have a list that you'd like to share, leave it in the chat or the comment section down below, and we will try to uh, definitely comment on it. Uh, but all right. You dice chuck and glue sniffing gamer goons. Here we go. Tonight we're going to be talking about disciples of Zeech and joining us here representing, I'm just going to say it, both heads of Karyos Fate Weaver. We got John Oding and Shane Lambert here. Hello, guys. Thanks for being with us, man. Hello. Hey, hey. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely, man. I'm really happy that you guys are here to talk uh, Zeech. I mean, um, you know, Shane, it's really great to meet you and get to kind of know you a little bit about uh, what you've done with Zeech, which is some pretty spectacular stuff. And, John, I know you just from, you know, being in the same club and you beat the crap out of me all the time with this army. So, um, you know, I, I, I got a good flavor of what's going on. But, uh, but guys, thank you very much for being with us. So let's, let's kind of warm up here uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show here. Uh, I'm going to kind of throw something at both you guys uh, and, and see what you have to say. So right now, the book came out on Saturday. Right. And there's I'll just say there's a lot of folks out there in the community that are not sure if this army or the book is is good or not. And, and I think, in my opinion, that all these naysayers that claim that this book won't uh, come close to the you know top tier and, and, and will surely, you know, uh, not be what we think it is. I, I really think that they're going to be surprised at how good I think this army will be. Thoughts, Shane, what do you have to say, man? Yeah, I would agree. There is a lot of negativity towards this new book, and I think it's because of just the um, the sudden recognize of or recognition of like we lost a lot of our big tricks. I mean, Kairos lost his fate dice, or not his fate dice. It's like once per battle change a dice. Right. We lost his um, gift of change. That was just a brutal spell that was just terrorizing, <laughs> and we lost things like that. And it's just. That was kind of what we were known for. Yeah, right. But we gained a lot of things in the new book. I think it's going to come all together. I've been studying the hell out of it, and I think there's a lot of combos to be found. You know, I like the way you put that because I think there was a lot of horse trading in the book. You know, what you lost and <clears throat> what you lost on one hand, you gained on something else. I mean, uh, that's what I think. John, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. At first, I was kind of on that train too of just like, ah, I don't know, we lost so much stuff, man. I don't know about this, but uh, you know, as I'm looking through it more, it's starting to look more promising to me. Uh, you know, I think the battle tactics are going to be a huge thing. So, and we'll talk about that more maybe later, but yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. No, and I'm going to be honest with you, you know, as a beast of chaos player, because of the Zongor connection, I've always been a fan of, 
of Disciples is each. I, and they've always been a great opponent. I, I don't play them, but I play against them. And I really, I really enjoy the games that I play against uh, uh, the army. Uh, but I will say this, that, that what I've seen in the book, and I've read it now twice, um, I really like what I'm seeing. As a matter of fact, I, you know, I like it than the previous book because it seemed like the previous book, and we'll get into this in our discussion, it was almost like you had to do long algebra to be able to play the army. I think there's a lot more fluidity in the army now, in, in, in my opinion. But you know what they say, guys. I mean, you know, people see the new book, they're going to complain about it. You know, you know, bitching and gaming kind of goes hand in hand, right? I mean, we've said that a thousand times. You can bottle it and sell it, you'd be a billionaire. So, uh, but, but, I, and, and plus two, we just got the book on Saturday. But after really looking at it, I think it's going to be a lot, uh, a lot better than, than what the naysayers out there are saying. So I think I'm glad that we're kind of all in uh, uh, kind of the same came thought on that. But, gang, you know, I'll say this I'm positive that you guys are going to really, uh, enjoy tonight's conversation with these two awesome guests that we have on the show. Uh, but John, I want to start something out with you first, man. I want to I want to get this right out there. I mean, you want to start out with the proofreading gaff in the new book? I mean, come on, you know, I, we, we we can't we can't have all like can't be all sunshine and rainbows. I mean, what I want to know is how the frick did the monster keyword on the war, get get in the war scroll for the change caster and the fate skimmer? Hey man, we lost a lot of good stuff, but they gave us monsters. So uh, yeah, I, I guess it's a uh, you know. So that's something we got. Oh, that actually came up in a game I played the other day. Um, <laughs> he just had Scarbrand on the objective, and I had a change caster, and I was like, oh, wait, we tie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, and I'm going to say this right now. Guys, play the hell out of that till they FAQ you guys. Play the uh, hell out of that. I mean, I just, I love, I love that because the change caster has got five wounds and a five plus save, and the fate skimmer is what? Eight wounds and a five plus save, and they're monsters. There's something. There's something I don't know if it's that it's the anarchist down inside of me that really enjoys that. I I, I hope that they just don't because you know what's funny. All the people that reviewed the book, right? I none of them. You know, it was John. You're the one that actually went. Hey, I, I think it was. It, I think it was a change caster. Like, except the monster keyword. Yeah. So I, I went back and read it again. I'm like, so does the fate master or the, the the fate skimmer. But what was hysterical? Look at all the people that reviewed the book, and not a one of them picked up on that. So bravo to you, John. I think you might have been the guy that broke that one. <laughs> I, I noticed it on one, but not the other one. You you, you called the other one, but well, uh, yeah. But it was uh, it was it was pretty it was pretty damn funny. But yeah, so so we have that fun. I mean, you guys got to play the hell out of that, man. Just just have a ball all you can. You know, do do uh, you know, go go stomp someone. I think that's hysterical. Please, and and I hope you get that on it's, a battle it's report. The most zinch thing I've ever seen. I mean, we're known for cheating, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. But you know, it's funny. So Shane, I want to throw this at you because I, I want to give you a little bit of props here, man. So as I understand it, you're in the, the, the top three in the ITC as is each player. Is that correct? Yeah, I was chilling out one. I mean, I knew Caleb was going to take it eventually. I think I had just had someone else by the name of Dalton take me down to number three now. And I think Anthony Trentinoli's coming up. So I got a lot of competition, but I'm finally starting to get results. I've got two RTT back-to-back wins in the last couple of weeks. There's a little bit of a last hoorah for the last book. We'll see if I can keep that up with this new book. Got a lot of studying to do. I think but, that's, um, I think that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, things are coming together. You know what? And you know what, though? I love the dedication to that. I love when I see something like that because, you know, as I said, I, I'm a beast of chaos player, but I'm not as dedicated as I probably could be or should be. And I love that, you know, you don't get to where you got uh, by, by not being dedicated to the Army. And as I understand it right now, I mean, you're sitting at like 628 points uh, in ITC. That's an accomplishment, man. That's that's a, that's an accomplishment. So I mean, I, I know that once you get out there and start rolling the dice, those, those other those other guys probably are gonna you're, you're gonna leave them in your dust, man. I think that's how it's gonna go. But so so let me ask you this: What does it take? You know, real briefly. I mean, I, I know it's kind of a I'm not trying to ask you like a uh, 
a, you know, kind of a goofy question here, but what does it take to get to that point in the ITC? I mean, obviously dedication, all that, but I mean, there's a lot more than just rolling dice. It's just knowing the game, knowing the rules. I mean, you got to know your, your, your own army. First of all, you got to know rules back to back. One of the best advice I've ever gotten was know your list. Like don't just try a whole ton of different lists for the sake of trying a bunch of lists, like focus down on some units you like a list you like. And then also you got to know other people's rules. I mean, some people say you don't have to like, just focus on your own rules. I think you got to know a lot of armies out there. I mean, when I first got into the tabletop game about a year ago, about a year long player, um, I spent like a month and it was a lot of fun. Like I don't regret spending all that time, but I spent like a month just in my free time studying rules from every army because I thought all these armies were super cool. It was an awesome game getting into. So that's helped me a lot in um, situations where, you know, I feel like if I didn't know that my opponent can do this certain thing, it would have just been a gotcha moment. It would have absolutely just crumbled the game. So I think just knowing all the rules you can about the game is really going to get you far. Yeah, you know what, and and that that's tried and true, man. That's been that's been as, I mean that's been as long as I've been playing the game. And you know, when I first got into the hobby, the rule book was just bang two rocks together. I mean, it was it was a long time ago. But what I can say right now is is that that's it, man. I mean, and, and I love the fact that that what what you really just said is you were dedicated to it. You buckled down and, and you really went after it. And you know that that takes a lot because we're tempted, right? I mean, we're all we're all plastic crack, you know, addicts, right? I mean, we all wanted the next new next new army that's out there. We're tempted. I mean, uh, you were saying before we got on the show that 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 you play some Skaven here and here and again. I cheat on my Beastie Boys all the time with the ogres, so I mean, we 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 do it. But you know, you you've done something that a lot of people uh, can't say that that they that that they that they've done. You know, I, I I off the top of my head, I think of you know guys like John Anderson with Ideneth Deepkin. You know what he was able to do, and like yourself with ITC. I mean, that was that's an accomplishment. So now, how long have you been playing Zeke? You said you got into the hobby a year ago. Have you been playing them for a year? Was that like your first army getting into it? Yeah. So a little bit about me. I am a SoCal local player. Uh, I graduated college about a year ago, and because I graduated and had like no hobby out of college, I was like, I need a new hobby. I need something to do. So my buddy showed me Age of Sigmar. We tried it out. I fell in love. Um, that was about last June. Yeah, last year. And um, actually started with KO. Thought it would be my playstyle. Didn't really work out. Wasn't having a whole lot of fun just rolling shooting dice and painting metallics. So I went with my. I went back to my second choice. Tried Zinch on TTS. Fell in absolute love. And I have been playing Zinch since like August last year. So only like two months after I got into the hobby. Haven't looked back. Haven't really changed except for some like a quick hiatus with Skaven. But um, yeah, I've been just Zinch ride or die. It's all I have. That's awesome. That that's awesome, man. I tip my hat to you, bro. That that's that's like very very cool. That's very cool. But John, let me kind of go back to you here for a second. So. You and I were in the same gaming club, and I know you personally, and I know really what what type of a player you are. You're a very good gamer, and and you are, um, you know, somebody that knows the army very well. But what I loved about the two list folks we're going to be talking about tonight with John and Shane's list is they're very different, and what I, and that tells me there's a lot of depth in in this book. Uh, but John, you know, you took best chaos with your Zeech at AFD five. Uh, you went four and one, but for others who don't who don't know you. Give us a little bit of background about your time with Zeech. I mean, I, I know you, so I can I can harp on, but you go ahead. Yeah, so I uh, also played the game. Uh, started in January of this year, so uh, pretty new still. Uh, but started out with like Stormcast, like everybody else almost in the game, and then uh, realized that it was kind of boring to me, and I wanted to play something different. And so uh, something the polar opposite of Stormcast, which was a lot of magic, Zeech came to mind, and so I just started building them, and it's the most fun I've had out of every army that I've even seen or watched or played. So, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, just love the play style, love the, you know, 
I love that it punishes you for making mistakes too. Right. Because uh, that's how that's how I learn, uh, and I love that you know it makes me. You feel good when you make when you play good, and so Zinch is something that pushes me as a player to do that. Sure, sure, and and you have to. You know, I I was saying before we we went live on the show is that I firmly believe that there's different grades to to different uh, uh, armies, and I'm not saying one's better than the other, but I think I think to play Zeech and to play well, you have to be a tactician. You have to be somebody that is constantly thinking. You can't be a meathead like me that just wants to put ogres on the table and just go forward. You know, there, there's a lot there's a lot of moving parts to this army. Uh, but you know, I want to go back to something. Well, well, my since my ADHD just kicked in, but Cairo's uh, Fate Weaver. Now, one of the first conversations I ever had with you when when we were first gaming, I don't know, you might not remember this, but we were talking about Cairo's Fate Weaver, and at the time, uh, he wasn't all that good. He had some things that he did well, but I, you weren't that high on him now. But I see him now on your list. Uh, he's better now in the new book, isn't he? Uh, no, he's worse. I mean, like he's really? good, but you you lost the ability to change one dice once per game. Well, I I, I know that, but it, but uh, you know what? Does that really make I I to me? Well, we'll get into that a little bit later here in the show. I I think I think he's pretty darn good, but that that could be just from an opponent's standpoint. I don't have to play him; I just have to play against him. So maybe it's my my opponent's mind that's giving him a little more credos and credit than he really deserves. I mean, I, sure. I think you'll see less of him this book than you did last book. He'll still be around for sure, but uh, he's not. He was a he was our powerhouse in the last book. I mean, you oh, had he was to take absolutely him. busted last book. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. He then, carried us. Then, then maybe, then maybe I'm maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Boy, I hope I can carry the show tonight. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so, so I'm. Gonna we got it. <laughs> I'll, I'll be back here. Yeah, you brought two of us this time. We got this. Oh man. <laughs> So, so John and Shane, let me let me I ask you this. So, you guys are both on on TTS, and, and for you guys who who don't know what that is, that's Tabletop Simulator. You guys are both on that together, and uh, you're you're well steeped in all that Zeech. You guys play this. So, do you, do you feel that Zeech is going to go through what I've seen a lot of other Chaos armies do? You know, do, I've seen this with Beast of Chaos when a new book comes out. I've seen this with Nurgle, especially. There's kind of a bandwagon effect. Do, do you see this happening with Zeech, or do you think that this will? You think, the, you think the dedicated Zeech players like you guys will just remain so? Or do you think there's going to be a bandwagon effect? So I think, I mean, bandwagon is inevitable whenever there's something new. People want to try it. You know, people are always going to pick it up. Um, I think it's going to be a lot less of a degree for this book because, you know, if you're coming into, if you're coming into the new book from a perspective of, hey, I haven't really played the army. I've just seen what the army can do and they can do all these crazy things like Kairos flat six mortal wounds summon a spawn or um change a dice once per battle they're you know they're coming into this book thinking oh we get to do all these things and now they see this new book oh all these crazy things i had to go against aren't really a thing anymore so i think there's going to be less of a bandwagon effect for this one but i mean it's it's inevitable there's going to be some people picking it up for sure okay all right all right john what do you think yeah i mean it's definitely been more active but that just goes with the new book you know but uh yeah i i think It'll be one of those ones that dies down too, just like all the other ones. I think you know there'll be some some people that stick with it, some that uh, a lot that don't. So. Sure, sure, sure. And, and that's that's yeah, I, that's kind of where I was getting at. I see a lot of people bandwagon like say Nurgle, like Magakin, and then they're they're, they're off it again in another month or so. So Shane, let me go back to you real quick. Um, so the Zeech Battle Tome it, it dropped last week. We've had it in our sweaty palms for all of about a week, give or take, you know, a couple of days. Now going back in time to this previous Battle Tome, as I recall, Zeech started out. Uh, you know, very strong. But for some reason, for the majority of, say, last year, it had a bit of a rough go of it. You saw a limited player base. Very few people in that limited player base did very well. I mean, I'm looking at best close pairings, other tournaments, and, and those who that did well did very well with it, but but it was it was limited. 
Now, what is your experience coming into this new tome? Do you think that the player base will, do you think more people will get into it? Or do you, or do you think that there's, it, it's, it's more of an evenly keeled tome and you think it's just going to readdress its, uh, its fan base, if you will? So I think diehard players will still play it. It's still Zinch. It's still, you know, casting a lot of magic, having a lot of crazy things. We have our tricks still. May not be as many crazy tricks as we had in the past, but still have our tricks. Um, right. I think the new book is super welcoming. I think it's streamlined. It's a 3.0 book. All the sub-factions make sense. All the war scrolls actually make sense. We, they all got buffs. Like, while, where we lost some tricks, we got just war scroll or army-wide war scroll buffs. Uh, so I think it's going to be welcoming to a lot of new players, but I think diehard fans like myself will still stick with it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So John, let me kind of, uh, let me kind of piggyback off of what Shane just said. Uh, so, um, you know, you're a heck of a each player yourself, you know, from, from, from my standpoint as an opponent of this army, the army requires a lot of technical knowledge to pull off solid games and even wins, you know, so, so, to me, it seems that there is a lot of mental gymnastics that you have to go through to really play this game relatively well and or to really eke out any type of a, of a win. I mean, you, you could, you know, you could have gone to any army. You could have gone and played Orc Warclans. Uh, you know, do you see this, do you see the army, you know, this present version of Zeech in, in this light or, you know, being a very technical-based army, you know, as I said, mental gymnastics, or am I wrong? What, what are your thoughts on what I just said? <clears throat> um... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess there are some gymnastics. I, I, you know, it's just kind of a thing you you train yourself to do. I guess when you play the army, like you, like I said it earlier, it's a really punishing army too. If you do one wrong thing, you're going to get punished. If you don't think about your opponent's battle tactic next turn, you're going to get punished probably. Uh, and that, but that goes with any army too. I think, it, but it's one of those things that, uh, you know, like I said, rewards really good play. Yeah, yeah. And solid type type play, I guess. And, and they seem to be. You know, uh, they seem to be kind of glass cannons. You know, they 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 do great magic. They hit hard, but then they 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 fall kind of easy. Uh, I guess is a, is a good way to put it, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like Shane said, this this book is going to diversify a lot of the stuff too. I think you know we're not going to you know last book we had one maybe one and a half lists that were competitive, uh, and this one's a little more wide open at least so far because it's new, but. It looks like there's going to be more options as far as, as a real competitive uh, list. Yeah, so. yeah, and and you know, and honestly, I really like what I've read in the book so far. How it gels, and and you know, I'm going to say this right now. The, the, I think the army is going to still remain, ob for obvious reasons, very highly technical with with a lot of you know unique rules that are going to allow you to outsmart your opponent. Um, and that's what Zeech does. I mean, fittingly, if you really think about it, though, Zeech is for people who love to uh, kind of kind of choreograph and architect uh, a plan, right? Hence Zeech, and, and, and really watch it to come together. There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of gears to this army, and I think a lot of people take that for granted if they haven't played it before or aren't familiar with it. Uh, but good stuff. We're going to get into a lot more with, uh, with John and Shane here coming up later in the show. Good stuff. So uh, we'll be getting to that as soon as we, uh, we ask the proverbial question. So Shane, I'm throwing this over to you first, man. Are you staying true? Are you sniffing glue? What's been happening in your hobby and your tournament and your events life? I'm catching up with all the zinch stuff I've been putting off for the last year. Like I got a bait skimmer. It's the little hero on a burning chariot of zinch. Yeah, uh, that's the one I'm painting up right now. I've had that dude for like a year, but he's never been good. But I think he kind of has a place on my current list, so I'm I'm finally putting them together. The Dude, same goes for some other things. Now. He's a monster. He's now. a monster now. <laughs> <laughs> inch move flying monster. Literally. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, so I'm catching up on a lot of Zinch stuff. I've been putting it off because I was kind of a little, I was a little getting a little stagnant with um, some of my double paired lists. Just everything was already painted. So I wasn't doing much hobbying, but uh, new book, got a lot of stuff to catch up with. New Very stuff, cool. that's good. 
Very cool. Very cool. John, what about yourself, man? You staying true? You sniffing glue? Uh, a little bit of both, I think, but, uh, always printing stuff, always 3d printing, uh, you know, uh, so kind of looking at building a flux master right now. Cause he's also one of the models that got good all of a sudden, uh, in the fate master. So looking at kit bashing or printing something like that, uh, been printing a bunch of armies for people, you know, uh, and myself, it's funny because I'll print something off and be like, man, I could, I could build an RV now. So, you know, got a lot of options and a lot of things to paint. Definitely. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I've been uh, I've been not sniffing glue. I've actually been 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 doing some good hobby stuff. My orcs that I've been talking about on the show, my Lord of the Rings based, uh, my 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 orc war clans. That's coming along pretty well. Oh but yeah, I, I saw those looking good. Oh thanks, man. I took a break from that because you know I was inspired by this conversation that us three are going to have tonight. I was really so I started looking at. You know, of course, as I said at the top of the show, I'm, I've always been a fan of Zeech because of the Zangor connection, because of the Beast of Chaos connection. And I really think there could be cause. And I sent you my goofy list the other day, John, but I, we'll, we'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that here in a little bit, um, about a bird list. I'm really thinking, I was, I was kind of mucking around with the list in the book today. So um, you know, I, I guess that's, that's, that's hobby a little bit, right? I mean, I'm kind of looking down the road, but. Um, but yeah, so that's what I was doing. So I was kind of staying true here a little bit too, but, uh, let's move on to the news. We got, uh, we got some stuff that's happening now and actually some pretty cool stuff that, that finally I think is coming down the pike, um, in the news that, um, I don't know if you guys saw the rumor engine, uh, lately it just dropped earlier this morning. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, Did get a chance? but nope. it's, uh, but it's a cane, I guess it, it, it's, it, it last week, uh, we, we had a rumor engine that was called a stick and, uh, this one is a, is a cane. And then if you look at it, if you're looking at the rumor engine, it looks like a weird skinned hand holding a cane. Um, and, uh, I'm not sure if anyone out there in the chat is looking at this, if you guys seen it, but I don't know if you guys have pulled it up on your, on your computers right now, but, uh, that, that's kind of what it looks like to me. If you guys have it up, what do you guys think? Okay, I gotta find it real quick. Yeah, it looks like some kind of vampire hand. I don't know. Yeah. Some death thing. Yeah, well definitely yeah. The, the the bones on the uh the little leather straps or whatever those 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 ropes are, that would definitely uh that would definitely give it away. I mean, it, you know what it does. It really gives me hope for for new models for flesh eater courts. I really think that army needs to be revamped. Um, you know, more uh what's the old phrase? More Bretonians with a taste for blood, you know, that that's the old lore about uh flesh eater courts. They they still think they're living Bretonians. Uh, but Shane, did you find it yet? What do you think? Uh, I can't seem to find it. It's pulling up old stuff for me for some reason. All right. Well, shame on me. I should have I should have sent it out to you. But uh, but yeah, it, it just looks like an old riddled, uh, almost like a ghoul or vampiric type of hand, you know, with a with, with a little nasty cane. What it what it looks like. Um, that's probably what it is. I, I'm hoping it's uh, it's going to be uh, something for uh, for flesh eater courts. But the other part we have in the news is uh, we've got some some pre-orders that are coming up on Saturday. The first one is going to be the Lumineth Realm Lords. Because, uh, like, those guys need another freaking book. I mean, what is this, <laughs> the third or fourth damn book that those that, that army's gotten now? Something, right? No, third. They love their elves. Yep. That's yeah. strange. Yeah, they really do. I mean, okay, fine. It's another updated to an updated to the previously updated Battle Tome for AOS 3. Got it. No big change from what I understand. I guess there's going to be a few new changes here and there. Uh, they've streamlining, I guess, some of the sub-factions. Um, but I guess the army box looks pretty good. That's coming out. The one that I'm kind of looking forward to is Sons of Behemoth. Now, I don't know if you guys saw the drops on this at Warhammer Community, but uh, we have another battle tome coming out for these big bastards, and there's going to be two extra, I guess, uh, uh, entries, obviously, in the box, or whatever you want to put them for King Brod and the Smasha. Also, some Gargans are going to be split into two new entries now. So you're either going to be able to get the the Horde, the three of them, or you're going to be at the individual monsters. 
So, uh, folks, if you guys are into Gargans, uh, this is going to be a pretty good battle tome from what I'm told. Now, I wasn't that impressed by some of their stats. You know, King Brod, I thought really should have had more than, you know, damage too. But, but hey, you know what? I guess he's, I guess he's a priest and he does some cool stuff. I mean, you know, John Shane, what did oh, you guys think? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be, a, I guess he's going to be able to do uh, three prayers from what I understand. Um, but if you guys looked at any of the Sons of Behemoth drops, I mean, what do you guys think of them? Um, yeah, I saw the King, I think is a great looking model. Um, I saw the crazy smash ability, but I don't know how much you'd actually use it because it seems like his regular attack is just more consistent. Yep. Yeah, I, um, I would agree. But, but finding out he's a three three prayer uh, priest, that, that's pretty exciting. I, I want to see what Gargans can do with a priest in their list. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it worked out pretty well for Corn. You know, I, I, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what these guys can do. John, what do you think, man? You know, I kind of gloss over Gargans every time I see it because it's like they opposite of my playstyle to be real honest oh absolutely so <laughs> yeah, different. So, uh, yeah I, I did say it with a priest which which seems cool but uh other than that i didn't really i looked at the hit profiles and they seem pretty wacky but yeah he seems like a pretty good utility piece for the army that doesn't have much of that so yeah i, I think i think i think i think you're right about that i agree with that i think he's a utility piece you know i did hear a rumor and again this is just a rumor here folks we don't uh this isn't another one of our breaks but uh I did hear rumor that they are going to be taking ogres, uh, ogre maw tribes, as if they have the ogre keyword, as allies. So there can be some interesting stuff. And the only thing that I think is, gives credence to that is I did hear that one of the biggest changes is now that all of the gargants are going to have a digressive profile to the number of models they count on an objective. So as they take wounds, the amount of models, almost like what Kragnos has right now, they'll, they're going to lose their standing on their objectives. So, so I, I something tells me that they are going to get some form of an ally because the army now can't have allies. So, um, and speaking of ogres, it looks like that ogres. Uh, I thought they were going to be coming out at the same time as sons, but it looks like uh, they're going to be another week or two down the road before their pre-order. Um, so that's kind of um, that's kind of interesting. But uh, but we'll have to see what comes of that. I think I think they're going to do a lot to what I what I think is going to happen with sons, guys. I really think they're going to get the imperial knights. Uh, treatment that that happened with the knights over in 40k i think they're going to be uh fair to good i don't think they're going to be anything like they were in say second edition um but chaos we got slaves of darkness that's also in the news and as you guys know uh, i don't know if you guys saw this but uh there's a new model that was just released i think it was today or or yesterday evening i believe uh with new battle tome that's going to be coming out in the winter um and this is you know obviously a musician of some sorts um this is the only model they released for the new knights uh, did you guys catch this one? What did you guys think of this? I am so delved into Zinch, I haven't even seen this yet. <laughs> yeah, same. I didn't even look at it. I have just been nothing but Zinch this weekend. And 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 this is why this is why John took best chaos at AFD, and this is why Shane is in the top three in ITC because you know they're they're not they're not a, a they're not an addict like me. They're not bouncing around uh -huh. different armies. They're actually responsible gamers. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my own locus of change as the battle trade is. There you go. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, that's everything we got in the news, man. So, folks, uh, stick around. We are going to be right back, and we're going to be talking more, getting into some lists on the, uh, the Disciples of Zeech. So uh, we'll be right back. Pay no attention to the idiot behind the microphone. All right, sorry about that, guys. Yeah, we, uh, I, was just, I was just lamenting to my guests that, uh, uh, that I'm an idiot for not uh, being, a, being a better host and getting everything prepared. But here we go, man. We're going we're gonna to get this one right. So... Here it is, man. We got uh, we got Age of Sigmar 3.0, Zeech, the new book, out this past Saturday. So let's get into this. So Disciples of Zeech, you know, I, I would have to say, um, except, 
you know, except, you know, for, for me, for someone that always plays against them, I've always sort of rooted for Zeech, to be quite honest with you, you know, mainly because I'm a Beast of Chaos player, as I said at the top of the show, and the Zangors are my tie-in to the, the Disciples of Zeech as an army. But when, when the Battle Tome came out, I immediately went and looked at my Zangors. I was immediately left with, I'm going to just say it, mixed feelings on the book initially. And John, I kind of shared this with you, but we won't get into a lot of that. But I, you know, but I want to kind of throw it to you. John, what was your, what was your current impression of the Zeech Battle Tome when you first got it in your hands to where it is now since Saturday's physical release? Uh, yeah, like I said at the beginning, kind of just losing Kairos' two big things was was massive. Uh, for anybody that plays the army, they, they know that's what, that was our two tricks that it did that, you know, get out of jail free card and kill something and stop something from shooting at us with uh, gift of change. So, you know, losing that, I was pretty discouraged at the beginning and just seeing a bunch of just, it, it just seemed like the same book just watered down a little bit at, sure. at first glance. Yeah. That's what I, uh, and so, and it, yeah, I think some, some people still have that opinion. I think some of that's valid because a lot of it's still the same, uh, but it's just diversified and spread out. Uh, it's going to make us play a little bit different game, but, uh, I think, you know, overall, like I said, I'm coming around on it. I played one game with it now, uh, and I am more positive for sure after that game than I was uh, a week ago. And um, so still looking forward to some more games, though. Sure, sure, sure. Absolutely. I mean, Shane, same question to you, man. What are your thoughts? I mean, you went from where did you go from when you first got the book to where you are now here on Grimdark Live? You know, at first glance, like always, like you just said, you know, we lost our big tricks. It's... um you always look for the things you loved the most from the last book, and you just see if they're still there, if they're unchanged. I knew Kairos was going to get hit kind of hard. I didn't think he was going to get hit that hard. Still a really good model, but that really is just an attestment to like how good he was before. But um, I've played... I kind of booked my whole weekend like to be freed, and I just played TTS. I've probably played like six or seven TTS games since the, at least the leaks came out. Right. So I've had a... I've, I've gotten a better understanding of the book, and I think a lot of our damage where it used to be in just the hero phase and we kind of got we kind of used to get made fun of it right one trick pony zinch all our damages in the magic phase we're kind of spread out a ton now like for example kersling got a shooting attack a bunch of other heroes got an improved shooting attack we got ways to stack uh, negative saves so a lot of our damage just kind of got distributed right. so our resource management kind of got a lot um, more interesting because now we got to actually think throughout the entire turn i mean we always had to but now we got to actually think like okay can i kill this thing with magic shooting some melee it's 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 pretty interesting to see all the combos come together like that yeah yeah and, that, and that's a, that's a great point i mean i i do think I, I like the way the book ties in and when we get into the lists a little bit uh the book ties in with with units amongst each other i think a little bit better than the previous book kind of like what we were saying before about the horse trading you know what you lost you kind of gained something and i think that solidified it a little bit but we'll talk about that when we get into the uh uh, the, your list here in a little bit, but you know, sticking with the Zangors for a moment, I want to go back to that. The Battle Tome, you know, it, it, it speaking of, of griping, you know, gamers and bitching, you know, the Battle Tome got some community grumblings for for not including Brayherd for BC Chaos, and I know the players were a little upset about that that, that the Zangor uh, War Scroll didn't have that, but the recent FAQ fixed that. And I bring this up because you know this is. Um, another misprint that was that was in the book you know you know you know the monster now the omission of the bray herd do you think how long do you think you guys are going to be able to play the monster piece before somebody uh decides do you think tos are going to pick up on it or do you think you'll be able to ride this out um if you guys i mean i know that that these characters are in your list so do you think you'll be able to ride this out or do you think tos will pick on it pick up on it uh before the faq 
So the game I mentioned where I was up against Corn and Scarbrand was on an objective with just my change caster, that was actually against my local big TO who runs all the big white big uh SoCal tournaments. So he was immediately like, No, we're not playing that. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, th- that's out of the question already for my area. Yeah, I mean I would feel really cheesy actually like holding it to somebody because we know it's a mistake, you know, like that's not supposed to be like that. So oh, I, the game I played, we didn't play like that either. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't make any of my opponents treated as a monster. Well, you know what? Don't ever underestimate the short pants that are out there, man. Don't ever <laughs> underestimate them. You know, the, you know, the, a lot of those uh, solo scriptura, man. Hey, it says monster. I'm playing this. I'm playing this guy just that way. But so, so let me, let me go back to this. I mean, I'm going to go back to my Zangors for one more time before we get into your lists. But now, Shane and John, I need you guys to help me out here. So in the Arcane Cataclysm, GW renamed this to now be called the uh, Zangor Host. Yeah, that way. I, I, I remember which way it was. it was. Now it's called the Zangor Host, which I suppose, uh, you know, was it was a good design decision to avoid confusion with the other Zangor units that are in the book. But I guess here's my question. Why, and, and I'm asking this kind of literally, this isn't really a rhetorical question, why aren't the other Zangors... Zangors in the Disciples of Zeech book. I mean, this, there's no, well, this, does, this doesn't compute in my limited brain. What is that? So actually they changed it back to Zangors in the new book. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so we're not even Zangor host anymore. And I think BOC actually uses the um, the new War Scrolls too, so we're okay. all on the same page again. All right, all right, very cool, very cool. Then you know what, yeah, I uh, I feel like all the all the bouncing around, I got to go lay down or something like that. That's pretty crazy, but okay, so... so yeah, Arcane so, Cataclysm was such a weird chapter in Zinch's life that like, like Kyrix didn't weren't yeah. wizards anymore it was yeah you know, was a one cast and it was trash I, that was a weird time yeah you know what i i, I like to you know i have heard that on and off throughout the throughout the, the previous edition and it's funny that you kind of you, you kind of cued in on that so i guess i'm going to pitch this question to you shane so what's one top thing that you've noticed in the new zeech army right now i mean if you don't want to reveal it because you, you know of your competitive play but what's one thing that you say hey you know what i picked up on this is one thing I think this is pretty cool right now. Uh, just bring really versatile units. My current list right now has six heroes. They all have magic. They all have shooting. A couple of them have good melee. And then I have a bunch of different uh, infantry. I have Skyfires in my list. Yep, They're good for sniping heroes. They got I got Kyrix. They get some fake points. Can stand on objectives via screen. And then I got units of pinks who I can put sh- who get, sorry who I can put the new shield of fate on for a five of war. It's everything comes together. Like right we on. all have a bunch of different things. Uh, it's, it's really fun watching it coming up. Got it. Cool. John, same question to you, man. Um, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> Cursling, uh, uh, like Shane said, is one of the really good models. And I'm not playing it, actually, but with an Arcane Tome, you get three casts on it. Uh, you can put an artifact on it, and so you get two fate points whenever you... Right? Isn't that what it is? Two fate points when you... Yeah, you, you get a double. Cast you can do with fate dice, and technically right, so you, you can put a miscast on that. Yeah, so you use Destiny Dice, you're racking up fate points with that guy super fast. Um, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of a lot more you know depth in the book than there was before, which is a good thing. Uh, so there'll be a lot of different lists, um, and we I've seen a ton of different lists that look good that are totally different than what I am gonna play. So. Right, right. Uh, you know what? And and I guess my my immediate positive on the book is, and, and of course here I go again. I'm as a beast of cast player is Zangors. I think they're great. I know that they got some some you know. Maybe they weren't as favorable to, 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 to the true and blue Zangor players. Uh, but what can I say? I'm a fan. I mean, I think the Zangor, the Zangor Skyfires, even at 190 points, uh, and the Enlightened for that matter, I think, you know, 
they, they make my bird army a little more tempting. I think I'm, I think I'm <laughs> getting closer to that. I'm, I might do that. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's, let's get into these lists, man. I know that, uh, that that's what everyone's here for. They're not, they're not here to listen to me banter around and screw up the microphone again. All right. So, uh, John, we're going to start with you, man. Let's, uh, let's get into your Correct. list here. So disciples of Zeech, obviously host arcanum is your sub faction. Your grand strategy is master of destiny. So, uh, you got a pretty, uh, you got a pretty, pretty, pretty awesome looking list here. So you got a flux master, you got a, uh, magister who, uh, is bonded to your crown spine. Um, or I should say the opposite. The crown spine is bonded to him. Uh, the blue scribes, Karyos, Karyos, fate weaver. Boy, I, I had a tough time spitting that out. And the ogre thermaturge, which by the way, is one of my personal favorite sculpts. It's in my top five. I, I love the thermaturge. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's walk through it, man. Take us through your, uh, your heroes and the army. Let's talk about it. Yeah, uh, so this is <laughs> kind of as close as you can get to what I was playing previously before the book got changed. So, uh, you know, first off, the Incarnate in, in this list with Magister is probably the best that the Incarnate can be out of any army. I think it's the strongest uh, the, the, the Incarnate can be with Zinch uh, compared to any other army. You get 60% more damage after, after he levels up for free, and now there's a crazy trick with your free endless spell. So... Zeech has a free endless spell they put out at the beginning of turn one, right? Yep. Whether you're taking the turn or not, and it says that spell can't be dispelled. So I don't so know if you guys have heard the trick, basically, but you put the book out. You're right? incarnate, right? You put the well, you put whatever you want. You could put the sigil out, okay. and then the incarnate can can run up and go wild in this list and eat the sigil. Now the contentious point is, can that sigil be dispelled? I don't know if you've heard Chain or Abby. Yeah, I'm leaning towards it can't. It'll have to get an FAQ, but. Yeah, um, it, I mean it, the combo's still there for the suicide magister meme. Okay, so yeah, so so, so, you get... so so for an idiot like me, go back and explain that again. So you got you so so you got the end of the spell. The crown spine comes up and eats it. Yeah, so well, go, rolling back the magister. There's a trick where you can make him kill himself uh, by rolling a double. Uh, if he gets another uh, double, actually they changed it. Right, <laughs> I got to look at it again because they made it easier to do. But basically, he casts his spell. If his first spell is a double, the second one. Uh, if it's a double, it, fa- that it fails and he's auto slain. Uh, and then the crown spine goes wild, obviously, because he was bound to that. So he can run in charge, uh, and then he can eat your own endless spells. And like we said before, you summon an endless spell for free up the board. So your crown spine gets to run, um, you know, 12 plus whatever you roll. Uh, then he gets to eat that spell. And again, the rule says that that endless spell can't be dispelled. So you eat the spell, crown spines level three is right up on the opponent's front lines in their face with two or three units in combat, and you've got in the spell right by him for turn two to dispel also and eat if you should he lose a level, but he'll never go down usually. I mean it's it's very tough to kill the crossbine with sure. um in an, in a Zinch army like this. Uh, wow. So that's the first trick, really. You know, and it's funny with with the magister. I, what what I loved about him is is well, I'm, I you know, go back to my Gabe spawn with my piece of chaos. You know, I I thought it was a great choice because the ability to kill a model and and replace it with 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 a spawn, I th- I think is really vital to, you know, the strategy that I think Zeech would want to play. You know, keeping the enemy further away from uh from them and 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 staying busy on the table. I think that would that would play into also playing. But I kind of like what what you just mentioned. I don't. I must have missed that when I was reading through the book on the magister, but. You know, and, and if and if you um, and if you think about it this way, by by having the magister there, it's kind of like you can do that too. You got now you got a spawn out on the table. You can get a unit tied up, uh, you know, for for a round by you know placing the combat with a spawn. I mean, it, I just think um, that's that's another turn that they're not getting getting up the field on you as each player, uh, and um, and I don't think if I remember right, I don't think Kairos 
can he do this now? Or no, I don't think he can. I don't think Kairos can 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 put a spawn on the table. Correct? No. Okay. No, he doesn't. It's just the uh, it'll be the sigil. Okay. The endless spell that you put out, uh, and if some, the first thing it kills, it, it puts out a spawn. Got it. Um, yep. Okay. So uh, I mean, so that that's a that's a pretty awesome combo. So, so what about the rest? Take us through the rest of the the heroes in the list. Uh, yeah, so Fluxmaster is kind of the new uh, new new star of Zeech. Uh, he's uh, you know, what is he a double caster? I think he's a double caster, right? Uh, well, he I, I, he's just single. Yeah, he's a single, but he can take the arcane tome, which he, he could take tome, uh, which I uh, don't think I put on this one because I pumped up pumped up the upgrade for this list. But yeah. Fluxmaster just got a solid War Scroll spell. Um, Blue Scribes also is probably the one of the new better allies for other armies outside of Zinch. Uh, a ton of people are probably going to be using it because it knows all the all the spells from from the lore, uh, so people can really do some busted things with him. And he gets to auto-cast a spell on a 2-up. So instead of casting, you can say, I'm going to roll a d6, and if I get a 2-plus, it auto-casts a spell. can't be unbound. Um so yeah, I, I'm a you know, huge he's, he's fan there for that utility. Blue scribes. I, I I love those things. When I saw I, mean, I didn't really know much about them previous because people in the past, at least the games I played against each, they didn't play them. And yeah. uh, it, I, when I broke out my old Zeech book, I buy all the books I read them, even if I don't play the army. Uh, and I broke out my old one, and I and, and I know that he lost their his, his war scroll spell. Um, but what I what I love about the, the blue scribes is that they know the spells from both disciplines. And can still cast them on a two plus, which you know, uh, you know that that kind of that that takes a magic heavy awesome army like Zeech and kicks it up even further. I, I don't. I'm a big fan of the blue scribes. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of utility with with him. You know, you can automatically get your five up ward spell off, or you know, some other damage spells off that you don't want to be unbound. Right. Uh, so yeah, he's a key piece for sure in the in the list. So talk a little bit about the, the thermaturge because this is an interesting choice as a general for me. But 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 kind of talk about this a little bit. Um, yeah, so he's like kind of just the the bruiser that can run around in the field and you know uh, get into some melee brawls with you, and you can just support him with mag magic damage. Uh, obviously, you don't want him to die, so that's why I put the uh, illusionist on him. Sure. That's the command trait gives gives him minus one to hit just to protect him a little bit and. There are probably there might be better ones to put on him, but that's just what I'm trying right now, just because I don't want him to get smacked. No, uh, I, I liked it. I liked it because it, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of um at least it's something that I, I hadn't seen. As a matter of fact, again, this is another miniature that I didn't see a lot of people playing on the table, and and it was interesting to me because I know that uh, in, in previous editions he had uh, a charge bonus or mortal wounds when he charged. Uh, that's no longer there. Um, and I think, I think with him losing his rerolls to hit and wound when he takes down, well, I think he does still, yeah, he did lose that. Yeah, that's right. He lost his, his rerolls to hit and wounds when, when he takes damage. Yep. Uh, but I now, he, I guess now he has the, the, the plus ones to, to both, uh, um, hit and wound. So I, I guess he's a lot harder to, um, uh, to, to deal with in combat now, I think. Uh, so I thought it was interesting the way that you, uh, the way that you took him in your list, that was just something that you don't see every day in a, uh, in, in a Zeech list. And then of course, you know, here you are, man, you're carrying uh Kairos fate weaver. Yep. So also, Orgroid has the time slip pendant, which lets oh. him fight a second time in combat. So he fights oh, once wow. and then he fights a second time, but it has to be last. So he gets the fight last, which also lets him heal if he, uh, is, is fighting last also. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so he gets to double double tap on something, and he, you know, he's gonna do five or six wounds on something. It's not bad. So I, 
um, yeah, he's a, he's a he's a good bruiser for, and, which is a different play style than Zinch usually has. So, and he's got a you know spell. I got Shield of Fate on him, so he can protect himself or whatever units are by him that I want to clog up the board with. So, sure. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Kairos, uh, poor Kairos. What a, what a, but I say what a comeback for Kairos, man. I'm going to say that. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he's still he's still takeable for sure. I mean, uh, uh, one of our tactics is you know. One of our battle tactics, if you're playing with book, booked up battle tactics, is to pick a wizard and cast three spells within this turn. Well, Tur- Kairos knows three spells, and he gets to do his um, Master of Magic. So you roll 2d6 and take the highest d6 and match it. So if you roll a 5 and a 1, you turn that 1 to a 5, and you've got a, you've got a 10, and you get one more because his uh, innate aura that he gives every every Zinch wizard uh, plus 1 to cast around him, so within 18. So uh, he's going to get three casts off easily, so you can deploy him out of range first turn if you want, if you get, are forced to go first and cast three spells, get a free battle tactic. Uh, he also replenishes your fate dice, which I'm sure a lot of people have seen. Uh, if you're, Anytime you have less than nine, he's going to let you roll one during your hero phase and add it to your pool. So, um, And then he lost his really good War Scroll spell, but he uh, got the Lord of Changes War Scroll spell, which is also good. I mean, you're going to yeah. average five or six wounds on uh, Infernal Gateway every time you cast it. Sometimes it'll spike off and do eight or something, but it's also good. Uh, and he's just a consistent caster, one of the most consistent casters in the game at this point. Uh, and so, um, yep, can't leave home without him. Well, you know, it's funny. I, and the reason why I say that is because I've just seen the activity surrounding Fate Weaver just go through the roof. The comments on the different boards, uh, you know, the, it, it, the, the, the Discord servers, even even Discord servers that aren't disciples of Zeech. That's why, to me, it just seems like it's a comeback for him. I, I don't know. And, and but you guys, you guys kind of corrected me and said that 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 he was always kind of an auto take, which I remembered early on. But then he did kind of die off a little bit. Um, I don't know if it was it was the you know losing the whole monster ability when the game kind of went through this transition, but. Um, it's, I, I, I've always thought the model was awesome. I love his backstory. So it's always kind of cool to see him, uh, kind of, kind of be, be, be brought back with lists and all that, but all right, enough of that, man. En- enough of my neophyte knowledge on, uh, on, on Kairos Fateweaver, but let's, uh, let, let's start talking a little bit about, about your, about your, your battle line and, and, and some of your other troops, man. So you got three units of 10 acolytes. Um, you get, you got them with, uh, you're running them with shields. And to me, you know, the, the unit has been. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of um, brought back to its uh, original form, if you will. Except for, you know, I guess you know, if, if you do take them with dual weapons, that adds an extra attack instead of rerolling ones, which I think is, you know, probably not as good, uh, in my opinion. Which, um, uh, but that, but that's that's third edition now. Uh, but is this is this unit or is this unit not still a wizard? I guess talk a little bit about that. Well, uh, the Arclane Cladic Clitzman box uh, re- revoked the wizard title, and then they added it back. In the book, okay. So I, yes, yeah. it's a wizard. It's a wizard now. Yeah. Um, and you know, actually, I think they so they have a, a spell cast on a five that gives plus one rend to their shooting attack. They have an eighteen inch shooting attack. It's just a solid battle line, that, and it's a, purely a screen, but it's also just a fate point generator. So they get to cast. They can all cast that spell to give their their shot plus one rend. Uh, and I think notably now you can double up on that on or triple up on these units uh, because they removed some text in there saying it, c- it couldn't be cast on the same unit twice. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Shane? You, have you heard that? Oh, actually, I haven't heard of that. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. the text is gone where it says it couldn't, because in the old book it has that. So I think you could actually double up on it and have like a two or a three rend shot if you had ten of them. You know, it's totally within nine, so, you know, you're limited. But you could probably get two of them that both, you know, 
cast it on one unit and get a two ren shot with 10 shots. It's, it's not bad, you know? Um, so, but screamers are kind of the, the, uh, the big thing right now too. So you'll probably see a lot of lists with screamers and, you know, they, they're pretty good too right now. So, um, but I chose the acolytes just purely for fate points and, you know, getting more casts off. Sure. Sure. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So your endless spells, you've got uh, burning sigil, uh, umbral spell portal and, and the, uh, the, 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 the demonic one. I'm, I'm messing the name up right now. Yes. Simulacrum. Yeah. Yeah. A sigil, sigil's kind of, you know, that's a, the painful thing about losing Kairos is we lost one of our best ways to deal with shooting um, as an army. Uh, and so sigil can do that by, you know, create, you get to cast it for free first turn, put right. it up and hopefully they have a unit within nine or a, a bordering unit to one that, to a, uh, you know, raised unit where you can kill something with a sigil and create a uh, chaos spawn and tie up that shooting unit in combat first turn. Yeah, but, I mean, this is a good pair with the Magister, right? I mean, because really, I, I, again, my brain goes Beast of Chaos, I think the spawn. I mean, but it's got, got a casting value of five, right? So you drop it down probably within, like, what, 18 inches. And then is it probably, what, Zeech's number is nine. So I guess it's, what, every nine inches something happens to yep. enemy units? Something like that, probably? Yeah, I forget what the actual roll I, is because I've only done it for one game. But it's it's I, a, a mortal for every... Uh, was it nine dice? Okay, here I, I got it right here. I got it right here. It says uh, every uh, enemy unit within nine inches takes D three mortal wounds on a four plus. So okay. oh D three, yeah, yeah, on a four plus. Okay. So so I mean I mean this this would be to me, in my opinion this this would be fine on its own if 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 you if you kill a model in a unit it's it's replaced with a spawn. I think I think that's uh, for, for it's for only one points. spawn. It's, you only get one spawn uh, total. So if you do D three wounds to five oh. units you only get you only get a spawn out of the first it would be nuts if it was all of them oh uh, but, you'd, have, like, right. you'd have so many spawns it, it's it, still it's, really good though yeah it's still probably the, one of the most improved war scrolls in the book uh i think the sigil yeah um, i think it does have a good update compared to where it came from yeah yep uh then of course spell portal just to give yourself a little more reach on some uh you know targets you need you need to take out from far away and then the demonic simulacrum just a good solid mortal wounds every hero phase and people forget this does wounds in both hero phases uh you know so you can count on like what is it saying like four or five right out of this usually yeah on average it's three against like normal units but it does a little okay. bit of extra damage against wizards so it's and it goes far so you can really snipe some wizards with it right and it, it's a big piece kind of like the uh like jaws so you can really clog up some areas just use it as a blocking piece too uh, just a solid solid addition to, to any list i think so so I'm taking it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, it, go ahead. I'll be quiet. I'll say, I'm just saying, and, and also um, Host Arcanum. So first, third, and fifth turn, I get a free unbind. That's the sub-faction. Uh, notably, uh, the grand strategy and battle techs that we got are a lot easier. Uh, and so that's one thing I think that, that Zinch is going to hinge on. Uh, you know, and we've had some tournaments around us say, you know, we're not going to use book tactics. I know, like, some people yeah. online are saying that, some of their turn of snow, but for the most part, I think most people are still using book tactics I don't by and large. I don't understand the controversy. Not not to take a left turn at Albuquerque on this on, on reviewing your list here, but you know, you brought up something that kind of touched a point. You know, here's I, I mean, I'm a TO. Granted, I'm I don't I'm not a TO like some of the biggest tournaments out there, but my attitude is this: it's almost like the updates in the White Dwarf. If the player can show up with the actual White Dwarf or the you know the actual book itself, the the, the battle tome, which most of them are going to have the battle tomes, you know, they should. Then I don't have a problem with they use their book battle tactics. Uh, they're, they're, it's, a, it's a published piece by Games Workshop. I mean, I guess I guess to kind of to kind of park the topic here for a second. I mean, John, what are your thoughts? 
I think uh, the book will be a lot better <laughs> in places where they have the battle tactics and the grand strategies, and it'll be a lot worse in average hands where they don't. Uh, because, I mean, the grand strategy is almost free. Master of Destiny, it's to have three Destiny dice that total nine um, at the end of the game, and you can control that, and you can replenish Destiny dice. It's a freebie. So you're going to get that every game. I mean, like... You can kind of stay in your area and almost com- complete most of the battle tactics here. Like there, there's three that are f- pretty much free, including the couple that are free in the GHB. So you're, most times you're going to get five out of five battle tactics unless something goes seriously wrong and you have some bad luck or something. So yeah, I, I don't I don't ever see the the issue in that, but I guess that you know there are people that are upset about that. Shane, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, do you have a you don't have an issue, or 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 would you have an issue with book the battle tome battle tactics? Um, we had some TO rulings to kind of work around it a little bit. And it was just that like, they don't count towards tournament points with our system, but, um, it would still count towards like winning the game. I'm okay with it. And a lot of the books are going to have them. So eventually it's just going to be a streamlined thing. So eventually it's not going to be an issue. So why worry about it now? Yeah. But, um, there's definitely some situations where it's just, it can be incredibly frustrating for someone to watch your opponent do an easy tactic where like, for example, on head on collision, one of the battle plans. You can't score a lot of armies on this can't score anything the first turn because objectives you cannot connect you're sorry you cannot contest objectives the first turn so like you got to sit there you can't do a tactic and then all of a sudden your opponent's like oh i'm just gonna you know cast three spells with kairos so it can be <laughs> it can be a frustrating thing for sure but um ultimately i don't think it's a big deal anymore yeah okay all right a good answer i like that one i like that one so john rounding back around with your list so kind of kind of bring it home for us here a little bit. I mean, you, you know, I, I, the list here seems super fun. It seems it seems like a list that is going to be uh, very straightforward, but yet have a lot of those nuances uh, that that only Zeech is going to bring to it, a la the the Magister, and you know, then all of a sudden your your Ogrid Thermaturge can can fight twice. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of layers to this, even though this is a very straightforward, I would call it uh, uh, Zeech list. Um, kind of, kind of round it out for us. I mean, and kind of give us your, your, your tactic behind this list and, and, and kind of some of the things that you initially use as like a foundation of your play style with it. Uh, like I said, it, it's pretty close to the list I was running before in the last book. Cause I, I was doing the magister and the crown spine trick before and making it go wild and just feeding it all game. <laughs> uh, it's real, it's, it's real tough with consistent casting to, to stop that for an opponent, especially opponents that are, have weak magic that you're probably going to just, cast all your endless spells all game, and now I get the free one first turn. Uh, there's no stopping the, the Incarnate from coming in turn one at level three at this point right? Uh, into most armies, which is pretty brutal. Uh, and like I said, he, he people don't think the Incarnate hits that hard, but they haven't played against a level three Incarnate uh, that's plus one to hit uh, on both his profiles and hit 60% harder than the Incarnates that are used to. And that's what this one does. And he runs up, he gets stuff in combat, and he, he just doesn't die. Uh, and on top of that, it's just supporting... Uh, you know, casting spells, getting fate points, chucking out a bunch of blue, summon blues to clog up points and just keep people away from your casters, protect them, uh, and let Ogre and Thermatories get in there and smack people around and fight twice and, uh, you know, let your endless spells eat things. It's it's a fun list. There's a lot of moving parts, and, and you know, it's been fun the one time I played it, and I, it's, you know, I think I'm going to be on it for at least uh, another, another few weeks here. We'll see. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. And, you know, honestly, John, I, I like how... Uh, you know, streamlined, uh, that this army seems, I mean, and, and, and if that's really is, is the case, you know, I'm only saying that because I'm coming at it from an opponent standpoint, 
I think the streamlined process, not only probably with this army, but it seems that way in the entire book. Uh, I think it's going to, I think it's going to come a long way in allowing players to maximize uh, strengths. And I think that's what you've done in this list here where, you know, I guess from, from, again, guys, I'm talking from an opponent standpoint, whereas I think before it seemed, uh, and I said this at the top of the show, it seemed like use each players had to go through a lot of hoops that you'd had to jump through to have something neat happen, you know? And, and I think that they've definitely worked out a lot of the, the, the kinks and the dents in the army, I think to be a lot more streamlined. And that's why I think the book is going to be a lot better than people are giving it credit for. I think you guys are going to be some pretty dangerous freaking people on the tabletop and, and with lists just like this, but John, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, Shane, yeah, I mean, go, ahead. go ahead. Just, just to say, you know, this is kind of me tipping, dipping my toe into the new book. I'm sure you'll see something different with Shane's list and other lists that I've seen of people, other people that are really smart and uh, good teach players that are completely different than mine that are using a lot of new things that I think are cool that I want to try out too. So there's a lot, you know, in the book for for people to check out and try. So you know, definitely. Uh, Definitely won't be my only list. So no, and and that's kind of what I said also at the beginning of the show. And looking at both your lists and reading the book, uh, you know, I love the diversity in in both your. In, I mean, you guys are two each players playing out of the same book, and your armies are pretty far and away different from each other. And and but but I don't see anything where where say they would both not work. They were where you wouldn't have a good result in a major GT with with either list. Um, but again, I'm looking at it from an opponent standpoint. Uh, but but definitely good stuff, John. Um, Shane, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's uh, let's let's move over to your list now, uh, which again is is uh, it's a each list, but it's a lot different than what we just saw with uh, with John's. When I say different, I don't mean better or, or I don't say one's better than the other. I'm just saying that they're different, and it's cool that that kind of depth is on the bench here. But so you got uh, obviously Guild of Summoners. Now I know why that is because I, I was looking at that for my bird brain list. I mean, someone someone's looking to bring on a Lord of Change with nine fate points. I'm guessing, you know, that's uh, and and hey, I'm a fan. I, I love this. And what I, what I think is awesome about this is that just when I thought Beast of Chaos summoning was was really a great value, I saw a Lord of Change for nine points, and then everyone after that is eighteen. That's not going to be too hard to come by. No, most of my games, actually, I've gotten the second chicken out, especially with this list, with how much uh, fade points it puts out. I've had the second <laughs> chicken on multiple games, like turn three. It's great. It's awesome. Yeah. And I usually bring out the second one with a sword so I can have a little diversity. I'll bring out the first one with a rod, and then I'll bring out the second one in full melee. Oh, <laughs> it's great. that is too damn funny. That is too damn funny. All right, so let's 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 get into the list here. So, um... Oh, I, I didn't mean to be rude about that. So your grand strategy is Master of Destiny. We're going to get into that. So your leaders, you got a Cursling, you got, and, and there you are with the Ogre Thermaturge. He's not your general like John's was, but you got the Ogre Thermaturge there. You got the Blue Scribes. You got the uh, uh, the Magister on Discus each. I, I love that model. The Flux Master and the Fate and the Fate Skimmer. Uh, that old monster in your list. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, a couple so kinda, of monsters. So, <laughs> oh, that's right. You get So talk us through um, talk us through your heroes in this list. Let's hear about it. Yeah, so I'm excited to talk about this one. This one has a lot of moving parts, um, and I think this really exemplifies the new book, is we don't just rely on two birds like we did in the last book. Yeah. Um, I mean, just look at what I got. I got six heroes. I got a bunch of different battle line. I got right. a bunch of different endless spells. I got some skyfires. It's a ton of fun. It's a lot of moving pieces that comes together. Um, as for the sub-faction, Lord of Change just got so good. I mean, I don't have to spend CP anymore. Um, it knows the whole lore, so summoning one got better. Right. I have six heroes, and the aura for plus one to cast and unbind affects mortals now. So 
now I have a mix of mortals and demons and they all just come together. They all get at the bonuses. It's just a fantastic change. Sure. One that I'm really been excited for. Um, as for grand strategy, master destiny, that's mm-hmm. what John had. It's just, that's the go-to. I mean, that's just such a free, it's, it's my opponents have always laughed. They're like, okay, you get to just sit there, just not use your destiny. Nice. You have your grand strategy. Although last night I was struggling a little bit. I could, re- I really wanted to use those fate dice at the end. They probably would have gotten me an objective, but I'm like, ah, I got to sit back and, you know, chill on them. That's my grand strat. So it's a little awkward sometimes, but you'll never fail it. Sure. Sure. Um, and if you don't mind yeah, me asking, you know, the cursling, I, when I, when I was, when I got your list, I was looking over it and, and, and kind of, kind of take me through or us, everyone that's watching, take us through the cursling because it seems to me that this war scroll is very strange. Uh, and again, I'm looking at it from an opponent's standpoint. I, it, it's very odd to me how the war scroll is, is again, I'm going back to my older Siege books. It's, it's, it's back to the, um, the original sort of, but yet worded differently enough to be noticeably a rewrite. I mean, I, I love the spell, the, the, the magic one, the Gleen of Magic, which, uh, you know, has a mechanic to cast a, you know, uh, a free spell or unbind a spell unless you steal a spell. And, you know, uh, I think it's all on a two plus or something like that. Um, but kind of talk us through a little bit about the Cursling, because I think I think there's something that I must be missing on this thing. And you took them for a reason. So kind of kind of walk me through that one, because I, w- I was having a hard time following his War Scroll. Yeah, I'll, I'll get into detail on each here. I think there's a lot of new, uh, cool stuff they can do. So the Cursling, yeah. yeah, he went he went into a really weird place with Arcane Cataclysm, uh, but he got like some things that were kind of cool. So he got like a new shooting attack in Arcane Cataclysm. Um, but then he became a one cast and he had to like steal his second cast on a four up. It was just so wonky. It never really happened. So what they did is they brought him back with the new book, but they kept all the things that all the good things that he got in Arcane Cataclysm. So he's now on a 3-up. He used to be a 4-up. He now has a shooting attack. It's a D6, 3s and 3s, minus 1, which is, you know, that's, like I said earlier, we got a lot more damage just kind of spread out throughout the different phases, and this is just one of them. Right. Um, so what I like to do with him, with him being a new 3-up and having access to this new Shield of Fate, which is a 5-up ward, is I like to put him up with one, one or two of my units of pinks as my screens. Mm-hmm. He's kind of my front and center guy. He'll sit up there, he'll put Shield of Fate on a pink, make him just stupid unkillable, like Nurgle levels. Um, and then he'll sit there, he's, again, he's in the front line, so he's usually in unbind range, and he's kind of my unbinder, right? Because he gets to reroll unbinds, he gets to cast his own spell when he does unbind. Right. So he's kind of my front and center support hero. Um, with some shooting, with some, he just, great versatility. Um, and, and I love that the amount yeah, of I, I, I love the amount of steal the spell from the enemy abilities. That's just rampant in this book. I mean, <laughs> I love how yeah, there's some uh, nasty ones you can steal, and, and the cursling does that too. So I, I just think that's I think that's fantastic. But um, so so kind of take us through some of your other heroes. So walk us through a little bit. You, you mean you got five yeah? So onto the about. Ogroid. Yeah. Uh, John was running it too with time slip. I think that's just such a great combo. A lot yeah. of the um, artifacts and command traits each got kind of melee oriented, which is weird because we don't have a whole lot of like great melee heroes. Ograde really being the only one. Right. So what I like to do is he'll sit next to Cursling as well, you know, behind the nice tanky group of pinks I just made with a five aboard with Shield of Fate. And he'll kind of bide his time, right? He'll look um, to cast Infusion Arcanum, give himself a plus one, plus one. Even though he gets that when he gets pissed off, it's kind of better to just not have to take that trade. You don't need to. Sure. So I'll take that spell with him take the second uh fight right he'll just kind of bite his time wait for a good opportunity wait for me to like really 
debuff someone down so that he can just jump in past the screen and just pounce. And that's where the blue scribes comes in. He can two up the new uh, arcane suggestion, which has got a great new ability. It used to be, you know, minus one to save, minus one to hit and wound, or minus, um, or it was just D3 damage. Those were the three options. Sure. Now you have, instead of the D3 damage, you have shut off CP, which is just game changer. Yep. So many scenarios where that comes in helpful, like Iron Jaws, Maw Crushers can't triple issue, right. Horn can't double fight or do six inch piling, yada yada. Yeah. But also the combo I came up with last night, and you're going to hate this because it was against Zongors. I got to play against BOC, my uh, my good buddy, the Noog, Matt Nguyen, oh, kind yeah. of a celebrity BOC player. Yeah, yeah, yeah Matt's awesome. Uh, yeah, Matt's great. Uh, love that guy. But he ran a block of 30 Zongors because I hyped him up with the new Zongors. I was like, hey, you should run these. So he, he, he did he a... probably ran him with the double hand weapons, I'm imagining. That's what you're seeing all oh, over the place Oh, of course. Now. Yeah, twos yeah. and twos. Yep, you know, yep, yep, yep. Got it. The whole thing. Yep. So yeah, what I did, and I came up with it on the spot in the game. I was all excited. I was like, okay, I'm going to two up Arcane Suggestion on these Zongors. I'm going to hit them with um, a couple of Chaos Spawns because I have Sigil and I had um, Magister. So I'm going to kind of like lock in their pylons and whatnot. And right. those are the kind of opportunities that Ogroid loves, right? The whole unit can't just pile into them. So I sent them in um, kind of into a corner. Only a few could pile into them. The Zongors hit him. He's buffed up with, you know, the five up ward, shield of fate, and his new save that he got, you know, being a four up. Uh, tanked it out, got pissed, and then he fought twice. And I shit you not, did like 27 wounds. Just <laughs> obliterated the unit. And, it, and it's 20 or... 30 Zongors have 60 wounds, which Zinch can't traditionally deal with. Like, right. we're known for doing damage, but we do consistent damage to like elite units. We don't deal with big hordes like that. Right. So we came, so I came in with the Ogroid. He did, he wiped half the unit. <clears throat> and then Arcane Suggestion, they couldn't inspiring presence because of the two up just free spell. And they all just ran. And it was just beautiful. I took the point. It was Realmstone Cash. It was down the middle and it was just game changing combo. So, so stuff so, like that is what I'm really excited for. So one thing I was looking at when I was kind of looking at your list and I was saying, you know, usually when I look at a list, I say, okay, would I play it this way or what would I try to do? And, and I'm not saying I could play it even half as well as you do. But so I'm going to go back to your two things you brought up here, the, the blue scribes and the ogre thermoturge real quick. Uh, and, and Matt, for the record, I don't, I don't approve of what he did to our beastie boys, man. So, so uh, <laughs> I, I don't, but I'll talk to you about it. He hated it. <laughs> <laughs> but so let's go back to the thermoturge because obviously that's your beach stick. Uh, just like in, in the previous list we looked at. So are you, are you putting like, I mean, obviously if, when I was looking at the thermoturge, I'm thinking, okay, if I were to take him coupled with soul burn, that that's going to give you sixes to hit the, you know, when you do that, it's an extra mortal. The thermoturge is, is about you know, really about that kind of heavy damage if you couple that with them. Is that what you were saying you were doing? Or, or was there something else I was missing that with the Thermoturge you do that level of damage to those Angors? It's really just the other support spells. It's like the time slip pendant is the big one fighting twice, of course. Right. Um, but yeah, it's arcane suggestions shut, or shutting off CP so that they can't all out defense or inspiring presence. It's, um, I don't have it in this list specifically, but you can take the new change caster war scroll. He'll give a minus one to save. Uh, my army doesn't have any problem casting Purple Sun, so you can always take a Purple Sun for another minus one to save. It's just sure. a lot of debuffs like that that the Ogre likes to wait on, and then he just pounces. Right, right. Yeah, and the Blue Scribes, man, I, you know, as I kind of said before when we were talking about them, you know, I, I, I think they're going to be a staple in, in Zeech armies. You know, the, uh, uh, the, the, the frantic uh, squabbling or scribbling or whatever it is. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm saying that wrong, guys, I apologize. I'm going off memory. But I think it gives you a fate point on a three-up, the frantic scribbling or something like that. 
Um, yeah, know. but it like never comes up because it's only mm-hmm. enemy wizards and they have to be within nine inches. Oh, is that I'm what it is? My blue, yeah, I'm not trying to put my blue scrabs up that front. Okay, well, sure, sure, sure. But I, I do think, like I said before, I think I think the fact that they know all the spells from both disciplines, you know, cast them on a two plus, you know, all this, I, I still think they're going to be, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. They're, obviously, they're not going to be, um, this is why you're in the top three in ITC and I'm just a punk doing a goofy <laughs> show. That's exactly why that is. But uh, but I, I I like the blue scribes. All right, so let's talk about now the yeah, magister on the uh, on the disc is each. Let, let's let's talk about that because um, yeah. So he's my general. Yeah. Um, I think he's a staple mortal wizard now. Um, obviously he's getting the buff from the Lord of Change I summoned, so he's plus one. Um, I sit him in the back. Usually I try to keep him out of unbind range because that's what makes him a two cast wizard. If he casts a spell successfully. Um, he gets to cast a second time. So where I have my ogre and cursing in the front, I'm putting my general magister safe in the back. So I gave him arcane. So because of that kind of strategy, I gave him arcane sacrifice, which is do a damage to anyone around him within three inches, and he gets to extend his range by nine inches. Right. So it's kind of like a bootleg Kairos combo, right, with spell portal, where you get to like long range um, summon a spawn. It's just that it's a D3 damage instead of the old flat six, but um, it's a lot. Obviously, it's a lot less investment. Instead of paying for Kairos and Spell Portal, you're just paying for a Magister and a Command Trait. So sure. I think it's a definitely a worthy um, combo that I got going. So Demon you... Heart. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go, keep going with the Demon Heart. You, you're, you're about, yeah, you're going to cover Yeah, so Demon Heart is just an artifact. I have double Warlord, so I just kind of wanted to fit in a, another artifact. If I had to change something in this list, I might take that out and just take extra spell lore because uh, I like having options. Like, for example, I was running out of Masters or I was running out of Destiny dice, and that's my grand strategy. So I might want to just take that out, take some extra spell lore, have someone cast Glimpse of the Future for more Fate dice, just stuff like that. But Damon Heart right now in the list, I think, is kind of a nice late-game finisher. If I really need to take out an elite target unit, like, um, like it helped me take out Scarbrand last night. In a cool. TTS game, he just he just suicide bombs in. It was like turn four, bam, guaranteed four mortal wounds, finish him off. Uh, a lot of fun. It's always funny. Now, now, what do you uh, think of the battle tactic that, that that I think couples really nice with uh, with the Magister? But you might you might say I'm crazy. But but what do you think about uh, uh, the the, the Teclas abandon for the for this model? I think I think it's you know you pick a mortal within 18 inches, um, mortal unit within 18 inches uh, of, of of any enemy units. Uh, and you can end a charge move within combat. I mean, this one's kind of hairy, and, and it might not be possible in, in many in many ways to to do this. But uh, you know, do you ever think about? I mean, it, would, is this somebody you also? I mean, he's got great movement. I think that would. That's kind of why I yeah. was looking at that. Um, I think it's a good turn one. You know, move up the you know, move up the the, the table, and, and you know, uh, what do you think of that? Um, I would save that for a late game one, like a like I said, the Demon Heart it powers up over time. So you could absolutely do that with the Magister, and that's a great combo. I actually didn't even think about just do that tactic with the Demon Heart. I, right. You just put that in my head. That's a great idea. Well, I'm happy. Uh, I but I also you. can do it with yeah, you got it. You're a Zinch player already, <laughs> certified. Uh, but I can also do that tactic. That's also why I have Skyfires that they can kind of weaken a unit, pounce on them. They don't do a whole lot of melee damage, but they're tanky enough with a new four up, so they can do that tactic and also maybe cap a back objective at the same time. Yeah. So that's like kind of their utility they still have. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, I kind of thought about that when I was looking through your list and kind of just paging through the books saying, okay, how did he come up with this? Trying to trying to understand for the conversation kind of a little bit of where, where your uh where your brain was at. So but I do want to ask you this about where your brain was at on your on your on your, your your pink horrors, because I'll be honest with you. This unit, probably in the entire game, is a unit that I love to hate or I hate to love. 
uh, as an opponent. So I'm going to ask you this right off the bat. Did you build your list around splitting or mo- or mortal wounds when they're killed? Oh, it's always going to be splitting. The mortal wounds is just not nearly as good as just right. having 50 wounds, especially when I have a cursling with the shield of fate. 50 yeah. wounds on a five up is just unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You know, those freaking, I, I got to be honest with you, man, those, those freaking pink horrors, man, they're, they're the apex above all else tar pit in Age of Sigmar. <clears throat> I mean, uh, you know, obviously. They're, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say they're just no fun for anyone. They hurt my back at the end of a GT when I'm playing <laughs> with them. Oh, um, you know, they hurt the opponent's souls. It's just not fun for anyone, but they're so good, so I got to run them, especially you, in a Guild of Summoners list because I can't summon screens. My okay. list starting screens have to be super strong, so that's why I got to bring things. Yeah, you know that's a great point. That's a great point. And you know what's funny is is they they kind of lull you in as an opponent. And I've played a ton of games against them, freaking pink horrors. But I, I'll say this: um, they lull you in because their their the range attack is mediocre. I mean, obviously their their battle line. Um, but when they just when they start splitting, it is such a demoralizing thing. You know, the pink goes into blues, and then it's the brimstones. And so on and so forth, and and now you're just like you look at your pony like you want to just go grab a beer. I mean, this is just this is crazy. But so I mean, that's obviously your tactic. You put them out there, and you just get them to split because that's your screen, and and you're running two units of those guys. How are you using your acolytes? Um, they're more or less just battle line filler. But um, I went with acolytes because that's just a fade point, just another hope to um or another help to summoning a chicken turn one. Oh, I gotcha. Oh, um, yeah. There you go. But uh. They add to the trickle damage. Like I said, a lot of the new damage in the Zinch book isn't just in the hero phase anymore. We have a bunch of shooting and melee now, so it just all kind of adds up. Like Pyrex having shooting, even the pinks, I mean, it's fives and fours, but it's a lot of attacks they can get through. Um, and then just like, you know, things like Cursling having a new ranged attack. It just all adds, and Skyfire, of course, I have that on my list. It just all kind of adds up. I get to pick my targets because they all have pretty good range. Right. Um, so yeah, they're just there as kind of a support piece, maybe be annoying on an objective or something, and act as a screen, of course. So are you taking chromatic cogs? And what are the endless spells now? Do you, do you take? Are you taking that for the uh, the, the the buff to the spell casting, or talk us through that? Yeah, we lost. Uh, Blue scribes don't give rerolls anymore, and a lot of people at first glance oh. were kind of sad at that. But I think knowing the lore of fate on a two up is just incredible value. So I think that's just better. So I think you just take cogs now. I think that's kind of an auto include in a lot of lists. Um, gives especially in a list where you have six heroes you really want them all to be able to like re-roll. Um, and then I have Simulacram and the Sigil. Mm-hmm. I took both of them because I think it's really important to have that option turn one. Uh, I know John took them both as well. I like that right. he did. But having the option of either just putting down a Sigil, denying an area. Otherwise, if the, you know if they come into the area with a lot of units, they're going to take a lot of damage. Or using the big base of Simulacram to either do a lot of movement blocking like let's say they want to alpha me with you know something really high movement just get in my face like a mock rusher i can really block its movement with it right or i can like you know go after sniping a a hero or something like that it's just good damage i think even just the threat of like your opponent thinking he could put down sigil it messes with people's deployment too because they want to try to avoid getting just hit all their units hit by a sigil so you know if they spread out they're like oh put down Simulacrum instead, and then I'll just come over and hit what I want, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The range on Simulacrum is insane. It usually gets their turn one. Mm-hmm. Um, another reason I took Simulacrum, I mean, it's kind of just always been an auto-include. It went down 30 points. It's just insane damage. Right. It is. But it's yeah. really good at sniping um, 
foot wizard heroes with only like five six wounds i've seen it spike for six wounds just in one shot heroes so many times but it I, what i like to cast it with if i'm not putting it out turn one with the arcane armies battle trait is i like to put it with my magister who has the arcane sacrifice for the extended range because it'll extend the range so now it's going summon 12 to summon 21 Mm-hmm. move yep. nine do damage within six and now all of a sudden it's jumping over the screens sniping the foot heroes in the back line it's just a really strong combo that a lot of players probably won't see coming it's it's been doing a lot of work for me that combo yeah you can you can eke out some wizards in the back line too like you said pretty easy like that and surprisingly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and, and but you're also uh shane you're also doing the same thing where you're just dropping maybe like the book you know turn one you're you're just auto casting that sucker right right yeah yeah yeah, so so I mean that's I mean really I I think I think the army really is is uh, um, I think the army is better in my opinion. Uh, but let's let's end out with with my personal favorite unit. That's the Zangor Skyfires. You got three of them suckers in your list now. Honestly, I, I'm really biased against this unit. You know, I don't even care that they're 190 points. Uh, the sixes to do mortal wounds is so valuable, coupled with their movement. I think they're a great harassment choice. I love the fact that you have just three of them because, you know, your opponent eventually is going to have to deal with them. When you start plunking off wounds on those, you know, six-wound heroes, uh, they got to deal with them. And, and uh, that's that's probably, you know, the the I not not as annoying as your pink horrors, but that's definitely up wow. there in in the uh, in the annoyment. But uh, is that how you use your 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 skyfires? Yeah, they're some of the greatest hero snipers in the game now. They uh, got a new change actually, where they ignore uh, negative hit modifiers to them, and they ignore positive save modifiers on the enemy. So they ignore garrison rules, they ignore lookout, sir, they ignore mystic shield, all defense, all of that. Um, so I I they fit a nice spot in my list to where maybe I didn't finish something off that I would have liked to with magic or the shooting that I had. They're kind of the last thing I save at the end of the shooting phase to just kind of like dink something. Maybe I have a six fate dice too. I can just guarantee some mortal wounds. But um, they spike. Yeah, like, but they could spike. I mean, they can also whiff too, but they could spike. They could do some consistent damage as well with the ignoring the, you know, modifiers. But um, yeah, they're the last thing I save for the shooting phase. They just kind of like to finish things off for me. Yeah, yeah, and, and and what the sixteen inch movement, so you know you're, you're getting a lot of mileage out of them, and and they're 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 plunking off those little heroes, so your opponent's gonna have to deal. Yeah, with it's them. not even that, just that it's sixteen inch move, it's twenty four inch shooting, yeah. so that's that's oh, a lot yeah. of range. You got you got forty inches of threat. Yeah, there's yeah. no escaping it. Yeah, but I mean, but yeah, that's a great point. That's and that's a great point. And you know what? You know what I forgot to do because I'm a meathead. Uh, we got talking about the Thermaturge, and we got talking about the Blue Scribes, and I completely skipped over the Fluxmaster and the Fate, Fate Skimmer. We, we forgot, I, for, I forgot about your monster Can't forget in the list. That. Yeah, um, <laughs> the, my monsters, my 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 new uh, chickens. They're they're replacing my chickens. Uh, Fluxmaster, oh boy, what a glow up that guy! Hmm. Nobody really ran him before. There was just no reason to take yeah, so him over the change faster. Choice. Yeah, so the change faster used to be kind of the go-to, but he lost the spell slinging where every time he cast it on a nine-up, he just kept casting. Yeah. Uh, what they did instead was they give they gave Fluxmaster this new spell that he has, um, where you roll nine dice, the standard like eighteen inch just target a unit, but you roll nine dice, and for each five up, it's mortal wounds, which is kind of the same thing as the Simulacrum, but right. for each five up is a fate point now. So, you know it it. it it's not that big of a deal in uh, Guild of Summoners. I mean, it can help a lot with getting that. And it is a big reason why I get to that second chicken turn three. So I guess I'll, I'll retract that statement. It actually is kind of a big deal. He, I've seen him pump out like six fate points. It's insane. 
what a crazy war scroll he got. And is that that unchecked mutation? Is that the spell? Or no? No, it's his war scroll. Uh, oh, unchecked the war scroll spell. Okay. I gave him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't I, really know much about him. That's why I was asking. I was just, you know, tell me a little bit about the Fluxmaster himself because you're right. I did. I haven't seen him as an opponent in a lot of lists. Yeah, yeah blue so fire. He, blue fire is each. Yeah, okay. it's insane. Just pumps out fate points. So like, it really is a big help in getting that second chicken out turn three. Not that I even need a second chicken. I mean, one is good enough, but can't hurt to have two. So what is what is the maximum amount of chickens you've had on the table? Because I mean, do you think you can get three of them out there? I mean, let, let's put it this way: if, let's say if you're starting with with one, um, in a list, is it? I mean, is it viable to? Well, I mean, you probably could. Depends on the matchup. There's been some matchups where they'll cast a lot of spells, but it's usually those matchups where they'll also deny me a lot of spells. So I haven't had the third chicken happen yet, but biding my time, it can happen. Yeah, yeah. So. I gotta be honest with you, man. I love both of these lists, and and I like the I like how it seems it seems that um, you know the list that you have kind of spreads the table a little bit more. You're, it looks like you're covering a little bit more more ground with with your list. And again, I'm not saying one's better than the other, but you know, kind of Shane, kind of kind of round out the list here a little bit. Talk a little bit about your tactics and kind of take us home on this one a little bit. Yeah, my tactics kind of just revolve around. Um everyone being useful and pulling their weight everyone's got some magic everyone's got some shooting attacks uh they have the ranges to really spread the board and but still target the same unit so like i said you know demonic simulacram just for example one combo is you know demonic simulacram comes out stupid far with the magister arcane sacrifice command trait and then if it doesn't finish off that hero the zangor skyfires are there to finish it off Mm -hmm. or really just anyone else with like a 24 or 18 inch threat range um, it's just things like that. I really have good target priority with this list um, while also having the mobility to kind of jump around the map, go where I need to, get some tactics where I need to, whether it's barge through enemy lines or desecrate lands. Uh, the new Zinch book is just so fantastic at getting tactics. And of course, we have the Grand Strat guarantee. Um, oh, one thing I wanted to talk about was sure. Fluxmaster has the artifact. Every time I spend a Fate Dice on a 5-up, I get them back. So that really helps with you know, oh. spending while being able to keep them for the grand strategy. And that's the Fluckmaster. That's pretty cool. That mm-hmm. is pretty cool. You know, and, and i got to be honest with you. I, I love the surprises in this book. And I love the fact that when I first flipped through the book, uh, and I don't mean to keep beleaguering this point, I was concerned at what appeared to be a loss of a lot of the, the fun abilities that a lot of the, the Zeech players uh, experienced. Um, but you guys really, it, it, like I said, I think whatever you traded away, you gained. And then I think you gained the synergy, which maybe puts you over the top a little bit because, you know, you still have the ability to steal spells, uh, and, and change an opponent's dice roll. All that stuff is still there. Um, and I, I think after reading the book the second time and, and really, um, learning a lot about what you guys have taught me about Zeech just on the show tonight. I, I, I really stand behind my earlier statement uh, that I said earlier in the show that I think this is going to be a top-tier army. I think this is going to be a very good army, but I think it's going to be very specialized in the meta uh, like we've seen in the past. I think there's going to be very few dedicated people playing it, and they're going to do very well with it. Um, you know, yeah, okay, many units were changed for the better, in my opinion, uh, like you know, getting an extra attack or rend uh, uh, here and there, or the Herald spells uh, being given more ways to you know characterize them, I guess. Um, and, and honestly, you know, selfishly, plus a, a full bird army is actually pretty, pretty doable. I mean, I'm actually getting pretty humped, you know, pretty, uh, hyped for that. So, I mean, do you, do you see, I mean, do you agree with what I just said, Shane, kind of summing it up? Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a great book. I mean, everyone was sad day one. We lost our stuff, but 
really there's and time will tell it's so early in the book and especially with a book like Zinch, I mean there's so many tricky things there's there's bound to be more discoveries it's only been you know it hasn't even been a week really right yeah uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, see where Saturday. it goes yeah Saturday's when it was in everybody's uh, sweaty palms so so I'm going to ask one more question while we're, we're, we're winding down this, this awesome topic. You know, John, I'm going to ask you first, you know, if somebody came up to you and they wanted to get into Zeech, they wanted to learn how to, you know, you know, where to start and, and, and what, what to go on, what, was, what would be some advice that you would give them uh, to get going with uh, Disciples of Zeech, you know, you know, and what, how, to be, how to be a good player? Uh, you know, so as you can see from our two lists, there's, uh, you know, some differences that you can build in these lists and, Mine's more of a linear list. You know, you'd send a big incarnate in and, you know, he, he it's annoying to things and you got some spells to back it up. Where Shane's, there's there's all these nuance. You know, there's it's, it's more surgical. It's more, you know, preemptive about things. So if someone's just starting, I would say start out with something similar to my list where it's just, you know, you get a feel for some of the units. There's still some utility. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's just sending the incarnate in and making them, you know, <laughs> eat, eat things. Sure. Uh <clears throat> And then, and then upgrade to something like Shane's, you know, when you master the army a little bit more, because there are nuances, you know, even like you, the thing you said about, you know, the magister Damon Hart that like we didn't, he didn't think of, and I didn't think of that either, you know? Uh, so yeah, I, I would recommend, you know, baby steps, you know, learn, learn little things about the army, learn to charge the side of a unit with your pink horrors instead of, you know, and you learn to retreat them, you know, things like that, where it's right. just little things that you, that aren't intuitive to people when they first start out, I guess. All right. So there are, there are several of those things. Shane, same question back to you, bud. I mean, if somebody comes up to you, what advice would you give them to either start or, or be a good player with the army disciples is each. Just don't, or don't be afraid to keep asking more experienced um, players for advice. Like just, just keep asking, find out combos, find out what units are good. Just like play the game and try to find out for yourself what you like, but just really be a part of the community and ask around and try to we're all Zinch players together, right? We got to come together and figure this new book out. So don't be afraid to talk to your fellow Zinch homies. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, I, I kind of use that since I had two of you on the show tonight, I kind of use that as a, uh, as the closing thoughts. Uh, so I kind of snuck that one in there. So if everyone's kind of waiting for the closing thoughts, uh, folks, you just, you just got them. Uh, but John, Shane, thank you so much uh, for being part of the Grimdark Live experience and being on our show tonight. Great show, and, and, and that's a wrap. But thank you guys very much for being with us. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. I haven't done anything like this. It was great. Well, dude, I, I love it. I love it. You guys are going to come back, right? You guys will have to come back and talk about some of your, uh, oh, yeah. your wins with each. Once the dust settles, yeah, we'll be back. We'll do another show. We're going to have to report. Sounds good, man. Looking forward to it. Well, uh, that's a great show, and that's a wrap. And, and uh, John and Shane, thank you very much for being with us tonight. And, folks, until we meet up again, remember, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a freaking short pants. All right. Good night, everyone. See ya. Thanks, guys. Bye. Dark Live would like to thank you for slumming through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. We'll be back again real soon, so until then, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a frickin' short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on on our live show, or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue.
remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com, and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend Grimdark Live to your friends. So long, Grimdark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. Hey, who are you calling a short pants?